praise God. I, th I thought I might be on, but I wasn't really sure. And I called a friend of mine in Mississippi this morning, and he told me a little story. Y'all know him. His name's, name's Kenneth Patton. And he said, oh, my God. He said, now, I don't know how they do. They just move in the Holy Ghost. They don't use many notes and sometimes no notes. In fact, some people feel like if you use notes, you just, you're not in the Spirit. You have all kinds. And I preach for some of those guys down there. He said, Lord, in mercy. He said, last night I got up about 3 o'clock in the morning. And you have to understand Kenneth Patton to know this, to, to appreciate this. And he said, I, I, I knocked my alarm clock off of the table on the way by. He said it hit the floor with a bang. And he said, I just got it and put it back up on there. And he said, it was 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. I went back to bed, and he said, you know, when I woke up, I looked over. It was still sitting on 3 o'clock. <laughs> and he said, I had to get to the church. He's one of those early people that goes hours before and prays and studies. And I said, let me give you my sermon title. He said, oh, my God, thank you. That was God. That was God. He said, and he'd been thinking about the same thing. So we kind of put him together a sermon right there and just the flow of the Holy Ghost. And so uh, I like to feel like that we're in the Lord here, too, when we do things we do. Amen. Amen. Everybody say, knowing who we are. Very, very, very important. Amen. Look over and smile at somebody and say, you need to know. Hallelujah. And you can be seated. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The title of our thought today, I'm not even going to call it a sermon, but it is a thought. Amen. The title of that, Knowing Who We Are, is very significant. It's very important. We can get to a level where most of our thinking is directed away from us. Now, that can be good. It can be good, but it not all the time, all right? Amen. But, it, but we direct our thoughts away from us and toward the one. Amen. Boy, we're one God apostolic. Amen. The one who embodies the power and the strength because we all know, amen, or we ought to know that we need all the power, all the strength, all the help that we can get because we depend on God to give us what we need. You see, we think we know enough about these weak, frail, and limited souls that we live in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we don't want to examine too closely here uh, for fear of seeing more imperfections. Sometimes it's a cop-out when we look away from us and we look to God. Now, 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 you have to stay with me because this has to be qualified. All right, and we can talk about this a little later. We talked about it today after Brother Johnson taught that Sunday school lesson that you know about being on the Mount of Transfiguration. The key is knowing how to move, you know, in and out of the flesh and in and out of the spirit. the The problem is is are those who want to live constantly in the spirit, are those who don't want to get near the spirit because it's too spooky for them. All right. The, the key is knowing that there will be times that you'll be you'll have both feet flat on this earth. You won't have an ounce of spirituality. You're not backslidden. It's nothing wrong with that because God made us like this. He created us out of the dust of the earth, but he also breathed into man the breath of life and he became a living soul. So we have to understand that balance and understand what we're talking about here. So our focus 
It ought to be on godly things and God and, and the miracle working power of God at times. And, and we, need to, we need to work on that. But then there are times, amen, we need to look back at us and see who we are and what we are and accept us for what we are and how God made us. Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. Amen. But see, if we found all these imperfections that we're scared of, amen, you see, that would, that would wound our pride. Because, you see, some folks claim to have it all together. And, you know, they, they don't sin. They don't do anything wrong. And if you walk by, they'll see something that you're doing. And so, uh, you know, we have all of that. Amen. So we train the lens right on the almighty God. We quote Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. We do it with pride. I hate to use that, but that's how we do it. We learn it so well, and uh, we line every religion and every other denomination who don't believe that right up beside that scripture, and you can call it whatever you want, but, but we can get pretty judgmental when God has revealed to us who God is, and, 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 and we quote that, amen, he's, the, he's, he's one Lord, hallelujah, and the Amplified Bible puts it this way, he is the only Lord, it even, it's even better than the King James, amen. Isaiah 45 and 22, look unto me, amen, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Hallelujah. We love those scriptures. That's where we put our focus. We ought to know this, folks, amen, but we need to get back, amen, to knowing who we are. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we need that balance. Isaiah 46 and 5, whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that, that we may be alike? Is there anybody around? And, of course, we know major doctrine that there's co-equal, co-existence that we can't find in the Scripture, but, but it's there. And if you don't believe it, according to them, you're a cult. And people are scared to death of one God, folks. We need to, you know, but, but, but it's here in the Scripture. Isaiah 44 and 6, thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. Watch this. I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. John 14, verses 8 through 9, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth. We'll be satisfied. We'll be happy if you'll just show us the Father. Amen. Amen. Isn't that human or carnal? Jesus Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Jesus went on to say in verse 17, speaking of the Comforter, here's that third person, supposedly. He spoke of the Comforter. He said, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. Who's he talking about? He's right here. He, this is the Holy Spirit right here. Amen. But he, will, he shall be in you. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, just if, if I, maybe I'll just stroke this pride here just a little bit, but I'm not doing it for that. I want somebody to wake up. Maybe somebody don't quite get it yet. You didn't receive the third person of a, of a uh, you know, a trio, you know, or a trinity God. You didn't see, that's not what you received. You received, according to this scripture, along with many others, you received God Almighty. You received who is Jesus Christ, 
Amen. God in the flesh when you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. No mention of a third person anywhere in the scripture. It, it is in tradition, but it's not in scripture. Amen. What a wonderful revelation of understanding just to know who he is. We ought to be thanking God. Listen, we could be drug addicts. We could be alcoholics. We could be prostitutes. Amen. But God put us in a church and it's him. It's certainly not our wisdom and our knowledge, but he revealed who he is and was. Hallelujah. Paul said in Colossians 1, chapter 1 and verse 16, speaking of Jesus Christ, by the way, for by him were all things created. Wait a minute, I thought the Father did that. No, no, no. By him were all things created that were in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. The only way that could be was that Jesus Christ is God. Now, he didn't have a body. It was begotten, all right? No, God didn't say, son, you know, because he's become eternal now, according, you know, to some. He didn't look over and say, son, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you got to go down and die and suffer and, and, and you know, and then, but don't worry, I'm, I'm not going to leave y'all. No, 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 no. God himself took on human flesh, walked among men, Hallelujah, was humiliated, was disbelieved, was disrespected, crucified, and resurrected. Amen. And we're going to be celebrating. In fact, we do every week, but we're going to be celebrating that. Amen. On Easter Sunday, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can't wait to preach about it, talk about it, shout about it. Amen. Get excited about it again. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews 1 and 3. I told you you got a bunch of scriptures. Then we're going to move into our thought. Hebrews 1 and 3 tells us that he is upholding all things by the word of his power. Listen, honesty demands some things out of us. Like admitting that no one person or groups of persons can fully understand creation. Now we talked about his Godhead, but, but, but you know, think about, think about what he did and uh, when he spoke all of this into existence. Hallelujah. Who can fully grasp the idea uh, of innumerable stars filling the universe? Creation is so vast and so complex that our human minds stagger at its, even at its dimensions. Hallelujah. It takes eight minutes and 17 seconds, according to science, for the light from the sun to reach the earth, which is 93 million, right about almost 93 million miles. Eight minutes for it to get here. Oh, I thought you just turned light on it. No, no, it takes a little time for light to get there or to where it's going. Light travels 186,000 miles, not per hour, but per second. 671 million miles per hour is how fast it goes. Amen. For the sun's light to reach the nearest star, and I don't remember which one that is, but it takes over four years for its light to reach the nearest star. You talk about boggling the mind of a human being. Even if you claim to be intelligent and smart, it just kind of messes us up. 
Amen. And while we're trying to figure out all of this, our focus should be on the creator, not just on the creation. But it's hard to do. Like, oh my goodness, look what he did. Somebody talked about eternity. We talked about it. You triggered off something today in Sunday school about eternity. It's hard for us to fathom. We can't, we can't fathom eternity. And you mentioned God. God lives in eternity. See, we live in time. And God can move into time where we are, Sister Kyra. Amen. And then he can move back out into eternity when he gets ready. See, we're stuck here in time for a while. Somebody explained it. If it was possible, if it was possible, you put a wire or a string that went, you know, you know, to infinity in both directions. There's no end. You never could. You could, you could get in a, in, a, in a jet and you could just fly and fly and fly. And I've done some overseas flying in, in, in just countries around the globe. And it's just like, are we ever going to get there? And you go through time changes, time zones. And it's just, it's just boggles my mind. And, 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 but if you, could, if, you, if you could string up a string... And you could go forever. It has no end. And you call that string or that wire, you call it eternity. That's where God lives. And then you mark you a little space. Maybe we'll just put a quarter inch. Here, put a mark here. And then I'm going to go one quarter inch. And I'm going to put that little mark right here. That's a little space called time. God did all he did here on earth in a little space. You ever see those when you study, you study Bible history and, and we used to study prophecy and you'd see the, you know, the dispensations of time, the time of creation and you go in on into those other dispensations into law and then we're finally in the grace dispensation. You know, and, and, and all of that was done, which lasted some of them hundreds and hundreds of years. And all of that's just in that little space. And that's what it, to me, that's what time and we're living in. That's why the writer, amen, said that life is just a vapor that appears for a little while. You know, man's given like 70 years to live. They promised 70 years, you know, if you'll do right and live for God. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm depending on that promise, Brother Green. My daddy, my grandpa, I don't remember how old he was on my dad's side, but my mother's, on my mother's side, my grandfather died at 68. My dad died at 68. And, uh, you know, didn't live long. Didn't live long. Uh, my oldest brother was not even 668. He was 67 when he died. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to break that record. I'm going to try to break that I want to. I don't want to die at sixty-eight, <laughs> but we're, we're promised seventy years. But even that, just a little short while, and then you move back in to eternity. Hallelujah, Amen. What a powerful God that we serve. What a great God. What an Almighty God, and He's one. He said, there's nobody, there's no God created before me. There'll be no God after me. He said, there's no God beside me. I'm doing all this by myself. Amen. All by, I don't need any help. Amen. And so, you know, awesome, awesome stuff. Hallelujah. And, and, and please understand, there are so many powerful resources in God that is impossible to get near him. This is, this is be good for somebody. You can't get near him without change taking place. 
something happens when you get in God Almighty's presence. Now here, I have to say this to some people. If, if, if we don't move with God and flow with God, we get the wall a little harder and a little thicker and a little tougher. Then it's tougher for the next. So, so we can actually, I, don't, I hate to say this, but we can actually become worse off if we don't respond to God or if we respond in a negative way, we can become a reprobate after a while. We can be God himself. In fact, God said, I'll turn them over to a reprobate mind and they'll believe a lie. But in a bad, the end of that's not good. He said, and they'll be damned or doomed. So there's people who sit around God's presence and, and then, you know, they're near other folks who serve God. So it's important how you respond and how you react. And God created us to worship him and love him and serve him. Amen. Amen. But, but so, so we, can, we can be changed and we should be changed. Amen. And, and we can continue to talk about the power and the greatness of God. But right here's where I want to just shift our focus just a little bit. Amen. Not, not, a deep, not a deep thought, but it is a thought that I think that we should look at. Amen. We know who he is, but I don't think we know who we are. Because we focused, and that's good, that can be good, all right? But, but, and it's easy for us to do this. We can focus away from us because of our frailties and because of our weaknesses and because of the sin that we just can't seem to get victory over. We're like, Paul, there's, there's a war in my members and, and those, I'm doing things that I don't want to do and those things I don't, you know, and I don't want to do, I'm doing those things. That, you know, it's just a, a, you know, so that, for that reason, we would rather focus on somebody that's perfect. That's like, that's like reading a book or a good story and the, and the bad guy gets away. And the bad guy wins. I don't want, I, no, we like books where, the guy that was so ugly and bad and mean, he, he got what was coming to him. And we closed that book, and we're like, whoa, boy, that was a good book. Well, guess what? Amen. And things are going to turn out right in this story. I've read the back of the book, folks. I know how this thing's going to end. Amen. I know how it's going to turn out here. Amen. So I don't think we know who we are. And it's, it, 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 it's, a, it's a tragedy that we don't know this. When God finally got to this earth in a human body, he demonstrated over and over that, you know, it was all about his people. I know with us it's all about him, and that's the way it should be. But to him, guess what, sir? You may feel like you're a nobody. Ma'am, you may be struggling. You may have missed the mark so many times, but, but just remember this one thing. To him, it's all, you're all, it's all about you. Right. Hallelujah. We, we've got to, we've, if it's a spiritual revelation or whatever it takes, we have to understand this. I, I, I do think that some folks take advantage of this. I think somebody, you know, use this as an excuse just to live any way they want and, and have a slouchy prayer life and, and, and any sin is, you know, that's not what we're getting at here. No, we're not talking about that because I don't think God condones sin. He does not just overlook sin. He will forgive sin. 
Hallelujah. And he will help you and bless you. That's what we're getting at. So I don't want anybody to take this wrong, that pastor's just preaching, God loves you. No, no, God loves you, but he wants you to do better. He loves you too much to leave you like you are. Amen. So he wants you to get involved in his work and love him in return. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The parable of the pearl of great price. Listen. We, we, when I was a kid coming up for years, we likened this to us seeing the church and seeing Jesus. And then we, you know, the story, he's, the guy saw it and, and he sold everything he had and went, no, 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 we've got that wrong. That was God. You see, we are the pearl to him. And so he saw that and he spent everything he had. He gave it all to purchase us. We have been paid for. That's, what, that's why Paul said, I have been bought with a price. He said, I am not my own. I belong to him. He bought me. Amen. That's how much he loved us. Amen. He sold everything. It was worth everything to him. The church. Amen. The human race. Jesus always, Jesus always seemed so resolute in purpose always certain of where he was going. I'm not going to preach long, but I want you to get this. Amen. You got to understand this part here. I mean, he, he, he had, a, had a mission, but it, it is so thrilling to me to note that, that a single need could stop him in his tracks. I want us to know, amen, that he loves us. Amen. I want us to know who we really are, church. Amen. It, it's not that you, go, you join the church and become a part of the church and then just be miserable the rest of your life. I know so many people are like, well, I just don't think I could pay the price. Well, you're probably right. You probably couldn't. And we're all failing. We're all messing up. Amen. We, but we learn how to depend on him and we get involved in this thing and God will, he promised us that he would help us. Amen. Amen. So, he, so a need could stop him. Amen. Even though that he was so resolute about where he was going and what he was doing. At Capernaum, a woman with an issue of blood touched his garment. And by the way, she wasn't even supposed to touch him. She was a sick person. She wasn't supposed to get near the priesthood, couldn't go to church. Wouldn't that be horrible? That was under the law. A crippled person couldn't minister and go into the temple. You know, all kind of rules and laws, and thank God for some of them. They all mean stuff. But here this woman touched, amen, his garment, and he stopped. Hallelujah. Though he was on an important mission, Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? Why? Because you're important to him. Amen. Because that's what he came for, for people with situations and needs that they, you know, they need to have met. Amen. At Jericho, a blind beggar cried for mercy. And again, the son of God stood still. You just see these stories. And after a while, you kind of get the gist of it. Like, oh, that's what he's about. He said, those who are well don't need a physician. I come to those who are sick. I come to those who are in need. And so he stopped every chance he got. Amen. The woman at the well, he went out of his way to go see a woman that had been married five times. It's pretty obvious that she had her life messed up and living with the guy that she wasn't even married to. But here Jesus was. I'm trying to tell us who we are. Hallelujah. You're a special individual. You've been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ in advance. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Let's take advantage of this. Amen. He did all that because it was his mission to bless humanity. He is in the business of helping and healing and blessing. Amen. And if you want to know who we are, amen, we are the apple of his eye. You know, you know the scripture tells us that we've been adopted. You know, my mom was a, she was an orphan. Uh, her mother died when she was six years old. Her dad was an alcoholic. They didn't call it that then. They called it a drunk. You know the difference in a drunk and alcoholic. Drunk don't have to go to all those meetings. <laughs> but, but because she was a, uh, an orphan and she, no telling what she went through, uh, you know, she struggled and suffered. But every other orphan that came by that was hungry, my mom, her heart went out to them. She took them in and she fed them and fed everybody and cooked for everybody. And, and so I don't know how my dad made a living because my mom gave everything away to anybody that had a need. <laughs> but, you know, she had a, first, a double first cousin. But what that is is two guys married two sisters, two, two brothers married two. That, that, of course, many, many years ago, there was no transportation. You couldn't fly or you couldn't drive down to Annapolis or drive all the way up to Reistertown to date somebody, you know. You couldn't ride a horse every day up here, every Sunday up here. <laughs> that's how, so they, they married people in close proximity and had relationships, and that's how those kind of things happened. And, and so uh, my, my grandfather and his brother married two sisters. And so that's how my mother, you know, she had a bunch of double first cousins, and it was like brothers to, to them. But her mother died when she was six, and then her aunt also died after she had several kids. And the baby, uh, Bill, was just a little bitty fella, and, and my mom and dad had just married, and they took Bill in. And they had no legal adoption or anything, but they took him and, and raised him. And he was just a little older than my oldest brother, so he didn't have any kids. But you know what I remember about him, Brother Green? I mean, all of us, you know, we were, that was our real mom and dad. And I always forgot my mom's birthday unless somebody reminded me. I couldn't remember my daddy's birthday. I'm like, oh, it's in March. I still have a struggle with it right now. My mom's birthday's in baby. I was a lot older, but I just, I just, it wasn't important. But you know, Bill, never forgot my mom's birthday. Never forgot my dad. He would drive up. He was grown. Oh, he's a good, good bit older than us. He'd drive up, and he always sent cards. He'd always come by and do things. He was adopted. You know what he realized? He didn't just happen. He wasn't just part of the family. No, no, no. They picked him. They picked him out. Said, we want him. That's what God does for us and to us. We were adopted. He handpicked us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? I'm not forgetting his birthday. I'm not going to forget him. I can't forget what he did. And that's what happens. People who are adopted are more appreciative of the things that they have than those who are just happen alone. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible said we are a peculiar treasure. In Revelation 21 and 9, 
John told of one of the seven angels saying, come hither, I will show thee the bride. And what's, you know what he called him there? He said, the lamb's wife. Whew. That's who we are. We're his wife, collectively, the church. I hope some of us will wake up and realize who we are today before we get out of here. Listen, truth is a powerful thing. And when it is discovered, it's our duty and our job to lay hold on it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's stand together. Listen, if you'll start coming, I'm not done yet, but I'm gonna, I am gonna, I'm going to stop. But here's, here's what we have to do. We have to, we have to take this to heart. Right. We have to make this truth our own. Oh, I believe in one God, and, and I like to talk about creation and how powerful God. That's all, that's all there, but we have to get that in perspective and keep it there. Amen. Amen. It would be, it would be a terrible tragedy if we failed to take our rightful place today. It, it, just, it just wouldn't be right. But Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. It, 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 was in, it was symbolic, these words, of the traditional Jewish Hebrew wedding. That's what they did. They would become espoused or engaged to a young lady. And, but see, they, they couldn't marry that person because they had to have a place of their own to take her. And so they'd go away and they would build a home and build a house. And at a certain period, certain time, whenever they could, they'd come back and get her and take her. And that's what Jesus said. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there you may be also. Why? Because we've been espoused, amen, to him. He's our husband. And we're the wife. You think God would treat his wife to be in any kind of ugly way? I don't think so. Hallelujah. I'm going, to, I'm going to come back to get you. Amen. That where I am there, ye may be also. Someone said there were 7,000. I don't know if this is true or not. I just read this. 7,000 promises of God in the Bible. But, but, but I, 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 have to, I have to be real with us here. There's no promise that your friend won't leave. <laughs> That's the part that we struggle with. 2 Timothy 4.10, Paul said this way, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. He left me, walked out on me. 2 Timothy 4.16, he said at my first answer, this is Paul again, he said at my first answer, no man stood with me. He said, but all men forsook me. Sounds pretty sad, but it also sounds familiar. Amen. But the very next verse, 17, this is what keeps us holding on, keeps us holding on folks. He said, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. That's our hope. That comes of a relationship. Hallelujah. You want to know why? Because he paid everything for us. Now, in closing, I have to, I have to give you this scripture. In Hosea, little book of Hosea, the first chapter and the second verse. Amen. And the Lord said to Hosea, this, is, this may be shocking to some of us. The Lord said to Hosea, Do take unto thee a wife of whoredoms, and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredoms. Kind of a bad word, but that's a King James word. And uh, God used that in many cases in the King James for people who were unfaithful. 
to their husband or to their wife. But, but this is one of the most beautiful illustrations of God's love for his people. It's found right here. Right here. Think about it just a moment. Amen. Now, God directed Hosea. So you go down there, and he said, I want you to marry a prostitute. Hosea went to the marketplace of prostitute slaves. Think about it. Not only prostitutes, but prostitute slaves. You may not know it. You may not realize it. Well, if you've come out of that, you do. But, but this world is enslaved. They're prostituting themselves to everything. You don't believe it? Listen, you know, baseball season, just about. The first game's probably, uh, what, Monday. The O's play. I think Monday, and, they, and listen, all the weather news and all the stuff that you get, all of it's about Monday, and it's going to be a good day Monday. They're praising God for that. Listen, there's folks, they ain't think of twice about missing the house of God to go to a O's game. They'll buy season tickets. I don't know what it costs. It's probably a lot more than I want to spend to go to there. They are, they are faithful and loyal to that organization. And this is what this is what the scripture is talking about. This this world has prostituted itself. Every other kind of sport, every other kind of thing. Amen. That's what people they just pay the price. Amen. So Hosea went to the marketplace of prostitutes and slaves. He bought Gomer. He brought her home, made her his wife, and the Bible tells us he had children with her. He he bought her when she was a disgrace an embarrassment he only asked one thing that she be a faithful wife to him you see Hosea offered Gomer a new life a life of honor amen before God and man you see God used Hosea here to demonstrate how deep and how unconditional his love was for his people what a demonstration amen he desired them and that's us, by the way. Even when they had forsaken him, turned to false gods, and had become prostitutes in their worship. And that's exactly what Christ has done for us, each one of us. Amen. And if we abide, listen, and I'm closing now. If, if we abide in him. Now, think about it just a minute. That's not a really hard assignment, folks. Just abide in me. What's, what's the definition of abide? You know what that is? Abide just simply means remain. Abide means to stay. It means to don't walk out. Don't quit. Just abide. Listen, listen. We're going to keep on wrestling with the enemy. We'll struggle with each other at times. But we've decided just to stay. We're going to show up. We're going to be here till the cows come home. We're not, that God is looking for some, not perfect people. He's not looking for people to have it all together and got victory over everything. People who've, who've prayed so much they don't have anything else to pray about. They got all the victory. No, no, no. We've got plenty to pray about. We've got things that we're still struggling with. Amen. And like I said, even with each other, we have problems. Amen. But he said, just stay. Just don't leave. So who are you? Amen. You are a winner if you just stay. Stay with, Just stay connected. 
let's get hooked up with the church. How about it? Amen. Because that's God's house. That's God's organization. It's his idea. Any, anybody feel like conquering some things? Listen, you can conquer with all your shortcomings. Amen. With all your flaws, all of your problems, all of your baggage. Listen, if God's chosen not to move it out of the way, just keep on worshiping. Just keep on loving God. Keep on blessing his name. Keep on being faithful. Just remain. Just abide. Come on, y'all. Let's clap our hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's, come on, let's worship it. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm here. Amen. There's not a big enough devil to get me out of here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They can call us false prophets if they want. They can call us hypocrites if they want. doesn't matter. I am here. I know what God did for me and is doing for me. I know what I received in that little old Pentecostal altar. I know what I felt. So you might as well get used to me because you can't get rid of me. <laughs> and my day's coming. Had some rough storms, some bad days, some struggles. And guess what? We'll have some more. But we're going to remain. We're going to stay. Hallelujah. One more time, let's give him praise. One more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're special to God. You know what? I'll just speak for God just a little bit right here. You're special to me. You're special to the leadership of this church. Amen. Just remember that because if you don't, the enemy will beat you down and make you feel worthless and no good till after a while you'll just you'll slide away. Hallelujah. Amen. But we're here. I can't wait till the Holy Ghost breakthrough. But guess what? If it doesn't come today, I'll be looking for it tomorrow. If it doesn't come tomorrow, I'll be looking for it next week. We are not giving up. I'm looking for children to come home, backsliders to come home. Amen. I'm looking for brand new people to walk in here. Folks, listen. If God, if God stirred us, Brother Green, Brother Thompson, if God got a hold of us, why, why wouldn't he, Brother Johnson, get a hold of somebody else out here? Listen, there are people that are sick of shallow religion. There's folks who are sick and they know better than two songs and a sermonette and go home and everything's just the same. They're sick of no authority, no power, no apostolic touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. They're sick of no gifts of the Spirit, Brother Ruck, in operation in their churches. Listen, it's kind of moving along, but I believe that there's people are going to get hungry and thirsty after a deeper move of God. And they realize that there are places that it's available. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Green, I'm going to believe with you for your doctor. I'm going to believe God with you for your doctor. Hallelujah. She's been witnessing to her doctor. Hallelujah. Amen. Just get that word out. Just go ahead and speak it. Don't be ashamed. Amen. Just say the word. God can't do much with it until it's spoken, until it goes out. 
That's how he created things, and that's how you're going to do things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your response, your worship. Thank you for your giving. Amen. I left here last night. Amen. I was doing some last-minute things, and we needed to go do some visits. Brother Thompson was told my wife, I said, Brother Thompson's all by himself cleaning the church, all by himself. He was in the ladies' room. Ladies, y'all don't need to be up. He's in there cleaning the ladies' room. Hey, and when I left, he was just singing. He's off-key, but he was just singing. You know? <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And he wouldn't let me. I mean, I was like, Brother Thompson, I'll help. I need. No, no, no. He was literally happy to be vacuuming and wiping down and cleaning this church. Thank you, Brother Thompson. Sister Thompson would have been here, but she was under the weather and feeling bad. Amen. Amen. The last few days, amen. Men, thank you so much for just being out there all over there. I know it looks horrible out there. I know. And if it wasn't raining, I'd get me a little whip and run the rest of y'all out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> amen. Everybody that helped, thank you so much. Amen. My wife, I'm going to tell you what y'all missed. What day was it? You cooked the gumbo Friday. My wife cooked gumbo, y'all. I wanted to slap everybody that was around me. Yeah, that's what happens. You know, they even got some seeds you put on it called Slap Your Mama. You know, and I wouldn't slap her, but... <laughs> I mean, it was like good. Now, if you got to South Louisiana, you know what they'd say, Brother Ruck? They'd say, that's some fine carrying on. <laughs> ah, but, but thank you, honey, and all the rest of you. Amen. And Sister Sue is making eggs with the crew that's helping her to raise money. Thank you for helping. Thank you for buying. Listen, the enemy can't hold us back. I know it's been a test for some of you. I know it's been a battle at home and here, but just hold on. You are a special individual, not so much to me, but to God. Hallelujah. You know, folks, better get to like it if God likes you. If he be for us, who can be against us? Can't wait. One more time, let's clap our hands in response. Hallelujah. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. Where's that drummer? Hold on just a minute. Melissa, come on up here. Sorry, bro. He's awesome. He's awesome. But I got to have Melissa. Listen, we didn't sing them new songs today. I know the Bible said sing a new song. I understand that. Thank y'all. Get that bass or that guitar over there. We got to do this before we get out. Am, am I holding on? No. It's just now. It's just now 12 o'clock. Amen. It's special. All you got to do is just call him up.